music, dance, theater. It's time to take a seat on the aisle with Tom Alvarez. Hear from performers, producers, presenters, and creators who enrich our lives in the performing arts. Who's on stage? Here is Tom Alvarez to introduce you. Hello, and welcome to On the Isle with yours truly, Tom Alvarez. My guest today is the incomparable Marilyn May, critically acclaimed singer, actor, director, arranger, educator, and a Grammy-nominated recording artist whose entire life has been committed to the art of song and performance. The award-winning Ms. May appeared 76 times on The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson, the record for a singer. His usual accolade for her came after one of her show-stopping appearances on The Tonight Show. When he turned to his audience of millions, Carson said, and that, young singers, is the way it's done. Let's join my conversation with this musical treasure. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, hello, Marilyn May. It's Tom. Hi, Tom. <laughs> I'm glad to hear from you. I'm thrilled to be with you. This is a new project for you. Oh, it is. And you are like my fourth guest. And uh, who better <laughs> than to have... I've seen you three times here in Carmel at Feinstein's, but I was going back in my uh, in my memory to, to think about when we first met, and I... I, I I know it was 2015 at the Palladium. Do you remember that? You were with Michael oh, Feinstein. Yes. Oh, yes. You have, yes. Quite, you have quite a history with uh, Michael, do you not? We do. We, we have worked together and, and happily, and, and uh, of course, he's an incredible, incredibly talented, adorable kid. <laughs> <laughs> I call him a kid. And... Uh, uh, and you know he's just uh, knowledgeable and and brilliant and and uh, it was my joy and my honor that I think I'm I received a trophy from from uh, you did one of those two, nights in 2018 you were inducted into the Songbook Foundation's Hall of Fame and I think you in the won Hall the of Fame. you so won the Standard Award. And what was that like to get receive that award from Michael? Well, it on was that wonderful, stage? and I'm and I'm honored. And um, yeah, I've known Michael for a very long time. His parents uh, lived in um, Columbus, Ohio, I believe. That's I hope right. I'm right with that. It's been That's so right. so long. 
and um, they used to come and see me when he was a little boy. <laughs> really, I appeared there in a in a um, in a club, a wonderful club that that in those days there was a big band that that backed us up, not just a trio. And the parents were there in my audience uh, quite often. I'm told they told me they were, and of course I I didn't know that they were raising this brilliant young man. And um, uh, as time went on, of course, then we met, and I met the parents, and and uh, the stories about them being in the club were were so <laughs> so much fun for me to know that they were there when I was singing to them. So his mother's name, as I recall, is Macy, right? Right. Yeah, he's definitely a Midwestern boy. So you know, we're yeah. really fortunate that uh, he moved over to the next state to be the artistic director of the Center for the Performing Arts. So you know right. about you know about his mission when you were there in Carmel to receive that award. I'm sure he took you up to his archives, and he's collecting all of this uh, this memorabilia from, uh, you know, uh, entertainers for the last 30, 40 years. He's got pianos. He's got dresses. I'm sure some of your stuff is in there, isn't it? <laughs> well, maybe not yet, but it will be. I'm, I'm, I'm still here. Well, I'm so. sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> Good times and bum times. I've seen them all, and my dear, I'm still here. <laughs> oh, I was hoping you could sing us some a cappella. We can't, we can't play any of your recordings because we don't have the rights. But in any case, so, of course, you've been to, I saw you at... Uh, uh, Feinstein's at Hotel Carmichael at least three times. I went back into my Facebook pictures, and I, you were th wearing three different outfits. So I guess it would have been three times, right? I know. I I love I love being in that room. It's wonderful. They built uh, a room that is uh, conducive to very intimate uh, entertainment, and and uh, there isn't a bad seat in the house. Well, you open you people, opened it, and you opened it. I did open it. January in 2022 I was there it was historic I'm so glad I'm so glad and 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 I've loved it that you are loyal and you come back and 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 you were entertained <laughs> well of course I mean how often do unless you you know go to the places where you're performing so we are really really lucky to have you know Michael's Club in Carmel Indiana and of course everything that he's brought to that city you know it's just been extraordinary yes i know i know they're bringing you know first class entertainment and and happiness and positivity when you come to the shows at, at uh, in in the hotel there, the, the, the Feinstein Club, which is very easily accessed when you walk in the front door of the hotel, and it's intimate and wonderful. The club is is very warm and intimate, and and it's just the best entertainment that that they're bringing to the to to Carmel. So. Well, so, and it, um, it, it, don't it, you think it is a New York experience? Although, you know, we're not exactly flyover. Some people think we are. I don't think we are. We've got places like Feinstein's and the Palladium. Well, I, mean, I know they're bringing New York entertainment to them. I work, I work in New York. Um, I'll, I'll be opening in April uh, at 54 Below, which is a, a club right on 54th and 8th Avenue, and and uh, between 8th and Broadway, and and uh, I work the club twice a year, and I usually do 10 days, uh, 10, 10 nights of performance there, 
and um, uh, you know so so and I know that so many of the entertainers have been working there. We also do Birdland, and there are there are acts from Birdland that they bring. Jim Caruso was there recently and had his uh, what does he call his uh, cast party? He brought that to Feinstein's. Uh, That's right. That's yeah. right. So it's uh, it's it's really Carmel should be very proud to uh, to have, and I'm I'm sure these citizens are, and they need to go constantly yeah. to, <laughs> to to the club because it would enrich their lives. With so much going on in the world today, we need the happiness that 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 music can bring to. And to, you know, I know that our lives. I know that you have made a lot of friendships in uh, Indianapolis, and you know, I know many. Of of your let's give a shout out to some of them people like Shane Harkey right I love I love Shane Shane comes to New York to see me and he brings a lot of people to see me there in Carmel and uh, he comes other to cities to see me he's become a very close friend and you know we would be remiss if we didn't plug a store right his beautiful store <laughs> <laughs> the addendum yeah the let's addendum. give him, let's give him a little commercial Maryland that is a why, gorgeous store <laughs> and and he travels all all over the world to to bring gorgeous gifts in that beautiful and store and you know i wrote a so. story about your friendship with him and it's in my column on tomalvarez.studio I'll give my own self a plug but in that story i detailed how you've been close friends and and uh, he travels around to your shows around the country. And he loves he loves the music. Yeah, he loves the music. That's why I say, you know, these days it's so very important to go hear live entertainment and bring some joy to your life. There's a lot of very negative vibes in the world today. Exactly. And, and the way that you will release yourself when you when you go uh, when you go to to Feinstein's. It's, exactly. it's a wonderful place to, to it, go have it, a have a wonderful evening and, and lose some of the problems that we hear every day on the news. Exactly. And of course, you know, we I would also be remiss if I didn't mention your friend and student Roger Schmelzer. Roger Schmelzer, I've known Roger a very long time and he's a wonderful singer and a wonderful performer. He's a, he's a joy to me, and and uh, I've I've designed um, his his act and and the songs that he sings. I'm so proud of him because he's really a wonderful performer and and loves loves the music and loves to to uh, to to sing the songs. And you know he's got such great support in his wife Cindy. Does he not, Lucinda or Cindy Schmelzer? She's an actress, right? Yes, and she's a tremendous actor, very well respected. And they're 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 there. They come they come to hear me, and and when I'm there at Carmel, and 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 they even come into New York. They come to Minneapolis. They've been they've been in my audience um, through the years. Marilyn, do you steadily, do so. you keep friendships in all the cities that you play? Well, we hope so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I've lived so long that uh, I appear. Often in the same cities. Yes. I'm, tomorrow I head for St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I'll be there, and I think Shane is coming to St. Louis. It's not the short drive, I think. From well, I Carmel, happen Indiana. to know that you've had people follow you to Indianapolis and other places. People actually do follow you. You have groupies. Well, I'm glad for that. That's <laughs> that's that's uh, that's a nice thing. They like the music. They like the feeling that they give. 
that they get when they sit in an audience for an hour and a half and we we sing the great american songbook and oh it's all like i say it's all positive all positivity that we convey and uh, and now more than ever they need to to come and see live entertainment because it's 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 the the great connection between the two of us, between that audience and 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 whomever is is singing on the stage. Marilyn, I saw a documentary. I don't know if you've seen it about Sophie Tucker, and this documentary way before the internet. You know, she would go to these cities, and she made a habit of getting the names and remembering. She had a photographic memory. She would always carry a notebook around and took down names and addresses, and she would send people postcards and. Christmas cards and birthday cards and so she kept track of everyone she met in every city and that's how she developed her audience and I don't know if you go that far but you're kind of like that are you not I mean you know well you, you, you know when, when the people speak to you and they want to know you that's a great compliment we call them meet and greet after the show yep. I always hold a meet and greet somewhere in the club um, sometimes it's up on on a, a different floor where the dressing rooms are, but it's always a healthy thing to get to know your people, and it's always a great compliment when they come back and and want to hear you and well, and, I, and afterward. Well, I talk can to share you. my personal experience. You know, even though I cover artists, you know, I don't believe in professional distance. Most people I cover, uh, you know, become at least strong acquaintances, if not friends. And, you know, I had, the op I had the opportunity to hang out with you after one of your shows at Feinstein's, and we sat, we had a little meet and greet, and we kind of like shut off the rest of the world. I talked with you for at least a half an hour while you had your <laughs> apple martini, which you have once I, I, a day. I always have... <laughs> I always have one. We have one. Yeah, and I watched. It. Only one. I watched, and you only had one. And never before showtime. And you always know, after showtime. And, you know, you were so warm and gracious. And the thing I got about you is you're one of those performers. What you see is what you get. What you saw on stage is the same person that looks you right in the eye and like you're the only person in the room. And that really, I, I, that really impressed Thank me. Thank you. And, you Thank, know, it was, you. it was such a great conversation, uh, all of your stories and anecdotes. I could have stayed forever, but I thought I was, like, being rude <laughs> because you, there are other people hanging around who just were dying to talk with you, so I didn't want to monopolize your time. Well, thank you, Tom. It's, 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 it's a wonderful business in that respect. Oh, it's we, really... You know, the, it's, I, I like the, the personal contact with the people, and even from the stage, I, 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 I'm so grateful that they're there, that that they're there to be entertained, that they like my music, and I'm always so grateful when they they enjoy and show that they enjoy and, and well, you know, when they feel they've gone out and they're happier. I have I have people say to me, you know, I didn't feel so good today. I almost mm. didn't come because I didn't feel good. And I'm so glad I came because I feel so much better and and I'm I I'm walking out happier than when I walked in. And you know <laughs> what we're talking That's the greatest that's the greatest compliment that we can get. And and you know what we're talking about here, are we not is connection. And isn't that what makes cabaret so 
uh, compelling and experience. Personal. Yeah, Very it, personal. Intimate. You're in your there you're right there in this small room. Well no they're not all small, but you make even large spaces feel small. You know, you do. But in in the small rooms, don't you feel you're right there, the audience is like having dinner just like feet away from you, you know? And You know, Tom Yes. I just did a, a concert a few months ago in Carnegie Hall. Yes. I did my own concert oh, yeah. in Carnegie. That's on my and, list of uh, questions. I got a lot to ask you about that night. I mean, well, let's talk about let's that. Let's do. Because, um, I couldn't wait to hear your. I want to hear everything about what a thousand. How many seats in that in that theater? How many seats? Well, in Carnegie Hall, we did three thousand six hundred and eighty some. Uh, I don't know the exact number. And we, it was jam packed with a lot of stars too. Many, 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 many. I mean, you could go on forever about all the big names that were in that audience. It was a it was a, a sold out house, and uh, only one night uh, with eighty musicians. We had a, a full orchestra. The New York Pops, plus, you know, right? My, New York Pops. My, my trio, my trio, okay. and and eighty other musicians. My my arrangements and Stephen Reinecke, who is the conductor for the New York Pops Orchestra, right here in New York, and he um, he's a brilliant conductor, and we had great fun with him. Um, when I entered, there was a standing ovation. And the reviewers said that um, through the show there were there were twelve standing <laughs> standing ovations, and I'm so thrilled about it. it the audience was so happiness, and and uh, there were lots of celebrities there. It was great fun, but but the the joy of the of, of Carnegie Hall it's just beautiful. And and I did turn to him and say, what a lovely nightclub this is. <laughs> <laughs> you had played Carnegie before, but with other people, correct? Yes. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. How many times had I you had, played it before? Well, we did the first time that I played it. It was for a celebration of Stephen Sondheim's oh, that's birthday. Right. Uh-huh. And uh, I closed the show with "I'm Still Here," uh-huh. and uh, even that night we we went back for a second bow, which is unusual that they allow that, mm-hmm. but they did. The audience was was so wonderful about it, and and we went back for a second bow. Then um, then the second time was was a celebration of Frank Lesser's music, and Frank Lesser wrote "Guys and Dolls" and "Most Happy Fella" and a lot of Broadway show, a lot of a lot of Broadway show and, music. And of course, she knew. A lot of these people back in the day, did you not? A lot of the composers. And well, Frank, I, I never knew, but I but I I have met Stephen Sondheim, but yes. um, but Frank Lesser, I I had never met, and I and I've done his music through the years, so it was a joy to uh, to just it was a celebration. He's he was gone when we did it, but but it was wonderful, and then and then finally, um, Stephen, the uh, our our great conductor. Um, said, you know, you've got to do your own concert here. And mm-hmm. so we did two hours of music, and, and the audience and the reviewers went out very happy. You said that <laughs> there were seven reviews, and we talked uh, yesterday, uh, sort of pre-produce. Uh, you mentioned that there were seven of them. And yes, so what, what was the general uh, what was the general response? Well, it was all glowing. I just—that's <laughs> great. I'm too old to be humble, Tom. I I, I just kind of tell it oh, like it is. Oh, why should you? I mean, you know, the facts are <laughs> the facts are the facts, right? 
well, it, it was lovely. They had great words to say, and uh, there were there were celebrities there that David Hyde Pierce, who I, I adore, and I've met him, and and yeah. I was so honored that he was there. Um, in the audience was a was someone who has seen me perform in in various other cities, but uh, he he came in his private plane with his wife and his secretary, and his name was Warren Buffett. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he came from he flew in from Omaha in his private plane and and uh, and sent me a, a, a communique that he would be there and um, uh, that he had to see me right after the show because he was going to fly back to Omaha that night. And um, uh, so he had to we had said, you have to come out to come from the dressing room as soon as the show is over, because we have to get back. <laughs> I said, well, Warren, can't you afford to, to stay all night in, in, a, in a hotel? <laughs> I know him pretty well. <laughs> and he's a dear, dear man. And he loves music. He, he you know, he plays ukulele. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've always I've always thought that it would be fun if we did a song together. So he came that night to uh Carnegie, and then later on in the summertime, I work at a, a resort called Lake Okaboja in northern Iowa, oh. and he came to my show there. He surprised me, yeah. and people were coming backstage saying, we think Warren Buffett's there, yeah. and I said, no, I don't think so, and and they said, yeah, so so when I walked on stage, lo and behold, Warren was, was right in the front row to in the theater that I work up, up in Iowa. Yeah. It's a theater I work uh, that was 60, I've been there 64 years now. Wow. And working a, a lovely theater in Okaboja. What are some of your other favorite venues? I know mean, you've played all of the, all of the big ones. What are some of well, your that's, favorites? Well, that's one. That, that's one. It's a lovely theater. And and these days, you know, I, I love Feinstein's on, on Park Avenue. There was a, a wonderful room there that Michael uh, opened. And, and the Regency, it was, uh, right? The Regency. It was wonderful. I did it uh, three or four times. Well, I did it did it uh, four times, and uh, and it's it's closed now. But but um, I love uh, Feinstein's uh, in San Francisco. It's uh, in a, in a hotel there, and it's a, it's a beautiful. The room. one at the Nico. At the Nico, yes, at yeah. the Nico Hotel. Yeah, and you know, I happen to know that you have a lot of fans in Provincetown and P Town. It's called. Do you not? Oh yes, I've worked P Town for the last twelve years um, consecutively. Well, actually, the last thirteen years. Yeah. This last summer was my thirteenth consecutive well, year there. Y- you told me that the gays love you, and then you walk down Commercial Street, they all stop you, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They don't stop me. Oh. That's, that you know, it's interesting. Okay. What they do is walk. They walk by. I walk one way, and and there are wonderful gentlemen who who come come the other way, and they say we love you, Marilyn, <laughs> and and I say thank you, I love you too, and I keep walking, and they keep walking. There, it's a wonderful audience, very hip audience that we have in Province. Yeah, why do you think? And, why do you think they re, they that you're so relatable to them, Marilyn? Why do Why do you think? <laughs> I just am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm very Midwest. You know, I, I, my home is Kansas City. Yeah. And so I'm a Midwestern girl. And, um, 
uh, and I and I like people. I really like them. <laughs> yeah. Well, they like you too. I told you the story about a high school friend of mine saw a Facebook post I did on you, and he commented that he uh, worked in a bank in three different cities, and they all claim you. And you couldn't. I couldn't remember all three, but now I do. One of them was Wichita, where you were born. Des Moines, where you kind of grew up, and then Kansas City, where you lived when you were discovered. Is that correct? Those three cities, they all claim you. That's right. That's right. All of those cities. How Midwestern can you get? (laughs) You can't get much more Midwestern than that. That's why I love coming to to Carmel, Indiana. Yeah. You're, You're pretty Midwestern. Oh, no. We're right in the middle of it all. Tell me about your background, about your Midwestern background. Tell me a bit about how you grew up. Well, I went to high school in Des Moines, and and uh, uh, and I know my school song and and <laughs> what were Deer East High, and I love Deer East High, but but I I married a man who who was a dancer, and uh, in Kansas City he lived in Kansas City, hence my my. I, I moved to Kansas City, okay. and um, and I had a daughter there. We owned a dance studio there for nine years. I taught the singing, and he taught the dancing, and um, uh, and it, and then we got a divorce. Um, um, alcoholism is not not a happy thing in a marriage, and um, but but that's hence hence my residence in Kansas City, and still is. I still have a home in Kansas City, but mostly I, I stay in New York and, and fly out of there. Is that, where you're call- Louis. is that where you're calling from, by the way? Are you in New York? I'm, right in, now? I'm in New York now. Yeah. Are you in your home? We, we, open, we open day after tomorrow in St. Louis for, oh, okay. for the cabaret conference. Are you, are you in your home at this moment? Yes, okay. I'm in my, my apartment. What's your home like? Um, it's full of music, music piled up everywhere and, and, and all kinds of song books and, and my arrangements are all over one whole room. <laughs> Marilyn, do it's, you? It's quite, do, it's, it's a, it's a home of productivity. Do you, do you keep memorabilia around? I mean, pictures of you with all the people you've met over the years, stuff like that. Well, I wish I had had all of that organized. Uh, I love that idea, and I and I'll I'll get to that, Tom. One yeah. of these days. <laughs> do you have it in your Kansas City home? Have a room? I do. Yeah. Do you keep your award? Not necessarily. Do you keep? No, it? I I I really don't have one room dedicated to it. Okay. I've, I've, I've received because of my age and because of my career, I've received an awful lot of trophies. I want to talk about uh, Mr. Ted Firth, who is your music director. Yes. You know that uh, he and Michael Feinstein uh, performed together, but you have a story about that. So tell me about well, Ted Firth. <laughs> I, 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 jo- I found Ted Firth 17, well, almost 18 years ago now at, at, here in New York, and he was playing uh, uh, at Birdland uh, for that cast party show, and I was told to go hear him because somebody that knew me and knew my work said, you know, he's a great pianist and, and you probably want to work with him. So I went there to hear him and um, I, I did a, I said, well, I'm, I'm going to sing. He, he had a, a moment when he walked away from the stage and I said, I'm going to, I'm going to sing Luck Be a Lady tonight. 
and um, a Frank Lester song. And um, I said, of course, you know that. And he said, oh, sure. And I said, and I do the verse. And um, at the time, he didn't say he didn't know the verse. So I started singing, and I, and he did know the verse beautifully. But I was told that between our visit about what I was going to sing and when I got on stage, he had found his computer and he had pulled up the verse on his computer and and read the, he was very enterprising is that he could find it on his computer and, and, and play it that way because he said he really didn't know it. And and so I did a chorus and then, and then another chorus and at the, after the second bridge, out of, of the song, he all of a sudden he modulated to a to a higher key, and and I, I went right with him, and uh, after the whole thing was over, we laughed about it. Many many years later, we laughed about it, and and I said I was auditioning you, but then of course you auditioned me, didn't you, <laughs> to see if I could hear that key change, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so. Now, 18 years later, I, I work with him pretty pretty much exclusively, although I have other wonderful pianists that accompany me too. But but Ted is is a, is a giant in our musical business. He's he's a brilliant brilliant young man, and and uh, and is a, a beautiful man to work with and and to uh, to share an act with because he couldn't be more professional and more more. He's so talented. He's so brilliantly talented. And um, does he sort of is, is he sort of the music director? He knows what you want before you even ask him for it. Well, no, we we talk about it. You know, I I figure out what what I want to add to an arrangement or a, or a medley. I I put those things together myself, mm-hmm. and then then I go and say, well, I think we could do, and then then together we work out endings and and intros and that kind of thing but but uh, he's brilliant the um the the fun thing about it is that that oh i don't know after we'd been together three or four years michael feinstein um said he wanted to work with me and uh while michael and i got together and i said who do you use who's your pianist and um michael told me and he said who's yours and I said, Ted Firth. I said, do you know him? He said, oh, I don't know him. <laughs> and and I said, well, you will. And I said, you know. So he said, well, let's use him then for our pianist in our, in our performance together. And we did. And hence, I can barely get Ted now because Ted, because Michael Firth, Michael, Michael Feinstein is working most of the time uh, with Ted. And um, it, and Michael has booked a lot around the, the United States and, and in Europe. And um, so it's interesting because he didn't even know him when we worked together. But now they're, he's, he's his, his first call accompanist. Well, and, you know, he also performs with other noted artists, does he not? Ted does. Brian Stokes Mitchell and uh, Melissa Errico. And and the list goes on and on. He's just he's, recorded he's pretty much on the road. You know, I just uh, interviewed uh, Anthony Nunziata, and they uh, are recording right now uh, some of Anthony's Italian arias. I don't know if you knew that, but he's working with great. Ted on that. How and, great! And I told him, 
and uh, Michael Feinstein and Ted Firth are going to be on one of my podcasts coming up, so it'll be fun. So if your ears are burning, we'll be talking about you, okay? Wonderful. Well, <laughs> well, it's, he's he's a brilliant, brilliant young man. You and, know, he's, he emanates and, kindness, you know? He emanates oh, it. Oh, well. He's just got yes, a, he does. He's got a very... And, uh, I mean, he's got sort of a spirituality to him in those fingers, too, you know? Yes. Talk about connecting. Yes, he does. Yeah. You know, and he's humble. He's very humble uh, and and uh, and just almost always does the right thing in every way. Mm-hmm. Well, not not almost. I I take that almost away. Okay. He always does the right thing in every way. Let's let's talk more about you. Um, an article that article that Melissa Erico, uh, who you mentioned, she did that piece on you prior to your Carnegie Hall appearance. Oh, she's a the brilliant uns- writer. You the know. unsinkable, she's a wonderful singer. The unsinkable Marilyn May. I met her a few weeks ago when she was at Feinstein's and, you know, I went back and read that article before I called you and uh, <laughs> something really stuck out at me. In the article, she writes beautifully. She called you omnipresent and said your secret <laughs> may be your uh, equanimity. Uh, and that means for people who don't know what that word means, mental calmness composure, and evenness of temper, especially in a difficult situation. Is that you? Oh, I think so. She she kind of hung out with me a lot. Um, she came to my, my teaching sessions, uh, my coaching sessions of, of uh, various adults that I do, and and she came to my performance at 54 Below and and um you know we kind of spent time together so so she really she's a brilliant writer she you know she's a wonderful singer and and but but her writing is astounding isn't it oh yeah she's multi-talented for sure and i hear the new york times that she's a regular con- contributor for her so she you know, is. they didn't she choose is. just anybody to write about you so you were happy with what she what, what she oh, wrote oh i was thrilled and they yeah. then they gave us lots of space they gave her lots no of space no kidding to, pictures so it too very, it but was a long yeah a long article and those pictures, pictures of and, you and, and it spotlighted on the stage of Carnegie Hall were just so dramatic <laughs> i mean really well we we had a, it was quite a project the, the Carnegie and i i um i really was so honored to uh, and 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 the, the the fun thing was that it was a packed house. We had a a sold out house. They put the banner across the poster outside oh, wow. that it was sold out. So did you and have did so, you have a lot of people come? What, tell me about. The, I want to hear about the backstage afterwards. Did you have a swarm well, of people? Well, backstage, I had people come. People that I that I didn't know were coming from all over the country. You know, there were people that came from Dallas, Texas, and Des Moines, Iowa, and and. Just, you know, all kinds of cities around the country that I was so shocked and, wow. and honored and thrilled that they were there. Was it, was it kind so, of like so that old fun. TV show, This Is Your Life? Was it kind of like that? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was. I guess it was This Is Your Life. <laughs> A lot of it. The, the, the people that came were had been had been listeners and people in my audience for years and years and years. And then all of a sudden, there they were. So very old friendships. And did you get and, a lot uh, of? Did you get a lot of flowers? Oh gosh, yes. Oh mm. yes. Oh, it was lovely. And did you go respect. to after parties? How late did you stay up? 
Well, and, uh, yeah, we did. The, and then they had a, a lovely party for the out-of-towners. Uh, I have well, Shane was part of the yeah. part. Of, I had three people who who rented a room across the street from Carnegie in a beautiful restaurant. They rented a private room and they had a party for me there. You know, I'm gonna. <laughs> after. Shane told on you. He told me a story about how you guys were somewhere in some city. You went to a show and. Like, you know, you had been out partying, and it was like 1 a.m. or 2 a.m., and he had to go home. He was exhausted, but you wanted to stay out and have another drink. Is that true? <laughs> well, not necessarily another drink, Tom. But <laughs> That's but, right. You but, only do one but, a night. Yeah. I, well, I really do, and that's true, because I had three alcoholic husbands, so I know the, yeah. I know the bad stories about oh, yeah. alcoholism. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've talked about so, that. So, but, um, but I, love, I love interaction with people. I love people, you know. I think my audience knows that. I think yes. my audience uh, Absolutely. It, it gets that, 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 I, that I love them, and I'm, and I'm honored that they're there. It, it's, not, it's, not, uh, it's not that they... You know, I'm honored that they are there, and and I and I appreciate their presence, and the fact that they bought a ticket to hear what I have to say and sing. You know, Melissa, another thing that jumped out at me that she wrote, uh, she was speaking about you know your life, which includes travel, devoted audiences, parties, mentoring, master classes, and concerts in all size venues. You know, people make a lot about. You know, pe- people are always talking about, in a positive way, but what do you make of all this uh, talk about your age? You know, that always comes oh. up. What do you make of all that? Or what do you think oh, about it? You know, well, it's a fact. They, the, the kind of the, they, they do know how old I am. I don't particularly advertise it. I don't even want to. But um, when, I, when I reach 90, um, <laughs> I I thought okay. Uh, uh, my lawyer came up with with a title for my show at Fifty Four Below. I was doing ten nights there over my birthday time, and I was going to be ninety years old. So he said, "I've got an idea for the title, Ninety at Last." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Okay, we'll use that." So we did. So then, did you um, sing at last too? Did you sing at last? Oh sure, okay, oh, oh sure, oh sure, <laughs> and uh, wrote a parody for it, you know, even. But um, I like to write extra lyrics for, yeah. for endings and intros and various things. So it's, I do. It's that. for sure you have a devilish sense of humor. Uh, that's one of the things that I love <laughs> most about you. You, you have a very wicked you, sense of humor. It's, well, no, no, no. It's, it's not it's, wicked. It's, no, it's, yeah. You know, but, it's subtle. But, but it's, it's understated. But I like. But I like. I like fun. Yeah. I think. Well, I think you do. Life is, well, you've always. I think been, life is short. People refer to you in writings uh, that you're playful. You have this playfulness. You know. Well, you know, life is short. If you don't have fun, you're you're there's something wrong with you. So you know, there's, you do there's that, always something. You do that song from Mame, uh, and you know the the kick number when you do the kicks, the audience just loves that when you kick. We do. High. It's today. Yeah. It's today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do yeah, you? Yeah, and and every every day every day, Tom is very very valuable. Of course. And um, so you gotta you gotta have fun, and and I'm productive. I'm very productive. I'm you know I'm I'm leaving tomorrow, like I say. We're, I I haven't packed yet, but 
but I'm going to pack my bags. So the, and my music along and those lines, how do you, for most people, it's such a struggle to travel. I mean, it's hard, you know, with all those it TSA is. lines and the waiting and the delayed flight. How do you do it? I mean, you're always on, off and on planes, aren't you? Not easy. You just, you just keep moving. You keep moving. Yeah. It just comes you just with do the, that. That's just part. Of, that's just part of the game. Yeah. And, and you don't. You don't make a negative out of it. You know. You just got to keep going and and think positively. And I'm and I'm busy working on on what I have to do the next day and the next day. And and um, it's 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 an interesting business. I I love what it. And it is a business. It is yeah. a show business. Well, speaking. It of, isn't just show business. It's it's a business of show. Well, yeah, so, and you're also still making a living out of it, and you do so many things besides the concerts that people don't know about. Like, you have a killer schedule with master classes, do you not? Teaching? Yeah, well, we do, we, do, we do a lot of, a lot of coaching. I have a 71-year-old lawyer who is a doll, and he loves to sing, and, uh, and we put an act together for him. He's going to be doing his act next month. Uh, I have a, a woman from from California, and she has an apartment here in New York, and and she's she will be appearing uh, in a couple of weeks for she has four nights in a club, an act that we put together. It's her second act actually, wow. and um, uh, she's thrilled. She plays saxophone, and she sings, and she's beautiful and and fun. And uh, she's a really good performer. So, so then I have John is a great performer. He's he's my lawyer, and and I have a 28 year old girl who who lives in um, well, she lives here in New York now, but for um, her life after 11 years old, she lived in Mexico. She is an American who uh, was adopted in Latvia. And she's a very interesting person because of all that background, and uh, very very brilliant. And went to college, and and uh, she came to me, and we put a, an act together, and it was so successful. She's just such a great singer. So that? all kinds of people, and I just had somebody come from California. She's a singer, a professional singer, and she and her her conductor pianist came to me for six hours of, le- well, nine hours of lessons, not lessons, I call them coaching. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, just she just wanted to, to wanted me to put together some things that, that, uh, that I feel are necessary in this, in this business of show. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I had the pleasure, the great privilege, I look back on it, a couple of years ago when you were in Carmel, Another shout-out to good friends of ours, our mutual friends, Marilyn Goki and Don Katz at their beautiful home. Yes. And you did a master class, and I got in to hang out In their lovely home. There. They, they opened up their home and their piano. It and, was extraordinary, and, uh, wasn't it? Oh, it was wonderful. We had terrific people, mostly uh, actors. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, uh, actors who sing. And uh, we do f- we do five hours I, you, of, I, of of music, and their music, you know. So yeah. everybody has a chance to show me what they can do individually, and it's really a joy. The the master classes, I love doing those. One thing that I always remember to this day, and as you know, as a reviewer, obviously, it changed my whole perspective. 
<laughs> and that is when you uh, recommend to your students, do not use a stool. These people came to see you perform. So stand. I, I don't like I don't like when people sit down. I don't know why. Why? They sit down. Why? Are they tired? <laughs> Are they tired? And then and I'll say, why? Why do you want to sit? You know, I'll talk to somebody. And you and also say, well, told I'm sit down. Don't ever turn your back to the audience. You told them. Well, you know, you, it turned when you're featuring yeah. the musicians. Yeah. If if the musician is doing a solo, then I'll turn my back and point out and and look at the musician. So, so Marilyn, because he's how the do, one that's performing. What, what do you do about? I know that you're able to do it because you set people at ease when they meet you. You're just that's your Midwestern thing. But how do you get people to calm down your students when they're so intimidated by you singing in front of you? Oh, they're not that? intimidated by me. They know I love them. Okay. Well, I mean when they. <laughs> first meet you though does it take long for oh i don't don't think they're intimidated i'm a friend you know we become friends yeah yeah so what are what are the main things you want your students to take away when they come to your master classes well you know they they you know i i always say to people you, you know some people play bridge some people play golf um some people want to sing you know that's that's their that's whether they whether they want to go in the business or not is one thing but if they just want to sing and do an act you know there's a wonderful place here that has a small room um it called don't tell mama it's mm-hmm. a wonderful club here in new york and and it it has a small room so if you can, you can gather a few people in an audience you know whether it be 20 or 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 50 you can work this small room and where they're comfortable working and, and have an audience. Yeah, a lot of but, people uh, started their careers there, right? I mean, a lot of people. That's right. That's where they launched. That's right. Yeah. And don't tell mama. That's that's the truth. So, Marilyn, and, what? Uh, Go ahead. So the people, the people that come to me, um, many of them, it's kind of their hobby, you know, and yet they have aspirations. Some of them really want to go on and have a career, but but. It's a wonderful thing to get to to perform good music and and make and make the the people in the audience happy How does it and make enjoy. It? And and these days, Tom, that's the most important sure. thing because these days you turn on the television and it's all bad news. You know that's a re- that's us, a that's a reoccurring theme with you. I've heard you say that often on stage, even that with all that's going on in the room. When you come in here, I want to. I want to transport you to another place where you don't have to worry yes. about any of that stuff. Well, it, it's all good news with me. Yeah. All good news yeah. and, and happiness. What? It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a couple of hours that you can spend and, and enjoy and feel comfortable and, and, and in the club and, and know that you're being entertained. And, you enjoy, and, the, and the people enjoy the entertainment. It's got to be fun. And why I don't sit down mm-hmm. is that I think it takes the energy out of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't make it any more intimate. Yes. And, and the people are already sitting, so they're comfortable. So I don't know why people sit down. You know, <laughs> you know, a, 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 there's a lot, uh, a, a lot of, uh, a lot of the research I've done about your career. Many writers often refer to your technique, if you will, how you tell a good story uh, by by way of the song and your your banter and so on and forth. But 
but there have been others who remark about you know the emotional quality that you exude that they can people can tell that you bring your life experiences into the lyrics do you believe that's that true. true that's true that you've lived that's this true. life and i think you, I, you've experienced I think everybody if they will really get into the lyric if they will really get into the story and the lyric it's 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 all about the lyric in in a song and if it's a good song with a, with a wonderful story um, either positive or or negative. There's lots of of uh, torch songs that are that are negative and Broadway show songs that are negative. But if they get into the story and and deliver it with the fact that you are very well acquainted and you know what you're mm-hmm. singing about. Well, there's something to be the lyric. then there's something to be said about being 95. Is there not that you have experienced a lifetime of everything, loss, That's joy. Right. Mm-hmm pathos you name it and so you draw That's right. you draw all that when you when you connecting with your audience they find from, something from, relatable from my life experiences yeah and and you know i always say i don't sing for the people i sing to them directly to them to their eyes and to their ears. So, and, Marilyn, uh, what do you think is the state of cabaret? You know, there are people saying for a long time that it was dead, and there are people saying it's hard for cabaret to, to you know, to survive because of, of money. You know, people serve food, and it becomes more about the restaurant and less about the entertainment. What do you think about all that? I mean, is, well, ca- I is cabaret alive and well? The, the, I, I think I don't know my house, my my shows are packed mm-hmm. <laughs> here in New York. They there's I'm sold out uh, for my opening night and and well my opening night and the next three nights I'm sold out for an April engagement. So the people that that know what they're doing and they want to bring happiness into their lives, they will come. What are your and they do, do and they do come. Do you have any advice for uh, young people who might you know, want to go into, uh, want, well, these days, as you know, a lot of young theater students are trained to be triple threats. You got to be able to sing, dance, act. You got to be prepared to do movies, television, yeah, cabaret, think, everything. So what do you I, say I, to young people about getting into show business in general? I think they do have to expose themselves to all those, those lessons the lessons that I think they need to take that if they only want to be a singer they still need to take dancing lessons <laughs> mm-hmm. whether they not to be a dancer necessarily if they want to be on Broadway then they have to they have to be a triple threat they have to they have to be able to sing and dance and act but but if they just if they want to do cabaret the same thing I think the same thing with cabaret or or whatever in this business I think you you have to be be exposed to those three talents because even Broadway, the songs that, that, that I do are story songs, and that takes an acting ability. And, it, and, and I love doing hip, wonderful jazz music, and that, that takes movement, I think. I think you, you, not, not to be a dancer particularly, but just to move, just to know how to move gracefully and easily with the, with the beat of a song, if, it, if it's a happy song. Um, the acting and, and the, and the, the singing, of course, is, is, is obvious. You Marilyn, need, you I guess I don't sing. know for certain, but did you actually have any training or a degree in theater or anything like that? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh. Not, not, not a degree. My degree is hard knocks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
hard knocks degree. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've studied with a wonderful woman that that knew what she was doing, and she knew that I had a talent for for the great American songbook, the popular songs rather than opera. Uh, she was really a classical teacher, but. But she saw where my talent was, and I studied with her from the time I was eight years old until I was twelve, only four years. But 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 I but I know that 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 training was valuable to me. Mm-hmm. Do you think um, Do you think act, entertaining itself? Do you consider it an act of love? Absolutely. I only ask it you that love. because it, I heard that that you know when. Uh, uh, you do it for love, you know, in that chorus line song, What I Did for Love. You th- yeah, you, you right. you find that to be true? I think so. I, I really do. I, I love what I do. I do make a living at it. But thank God I'm, I'm able to do something that I really love mm-hmm. that's, that's in my body, that's in my bones. <laughs> and and I, love, I love the fact that I can deliver and make, and make some people happy every night that I work. What is your uh, work philosophy? What would you say it is? In, in what way? Work philosophy. Because it is work. I mean, it I, is it, work, you know. Yes, yes, that's what I mean, though. What do you have to say like, to young people about work? Uh, things you like did, discipline well, and focus and those kind of things. You do have to dedicate yourself to rehearsing and working. And, and you, you can't you can't baby yourself and it's 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 not it's hard it's 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 not a it's not an easy business but if you love it i think that's the point the love the love is what comes into this business as much or more than any business you you have to really love it in order to devote the time and the energy to to and the talent that it takes and if if you weren't doing what you're doing now what do you think you would have been doing if you would have been still I would, in, I would be in, a, in Des Moines. I would be a decorator. Really? I'd be, I, I would be an interior designer. Oh. I would like doing that. Well, and you I do, do like pretty doing well that. In, you do pretty well in fashion, too, from what I've seen on stage. Thank you. Well, that's Bob Mackey. That's, that's well, that's, my friend Bob that's Mackey. That's why the gays love you. You know, I should know. I'm one of them. So <laughs> you well, have really good well, taste. <laughs> I don't. I don't wear share material. My don't. I don't have the body for that. <laughs> but but I do have good good wardrobe that he designs for me, and and uh, and I'm very privileged and honored that he does. And he still does designs for you. <clears throat> Are you? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, he, my my second act at, at Carnegie Hall was something that he designed especially for me. I even flew out for a, for a fitting uh, the week before show before the Carnegie Hall show. Oh, now I'm so, getting what you said about the, you can't wear just any material like Cher did in that controversial outfit she wore. You know the see-through. Well, she, she, she's. Uh, he, he says, he, you know, she's, a, she's wonderful to design for because her body's straight up and down, and and uh, and she is, you know, she's got the body, and, and and it's what he designs for her is phenomenal, of course. Yeah. Uh, well, do you have any uh, any regrets? Any regrets at all? Not that I can think of today. <laughs> <laughs> None whatsoever. <laughs> so, how closely does your philosophy in general mirror? Because I think when when you live through bad parts of your life, yeah. you know that also teaches you a lot yeah. about about singing. You know, you play. You know, you, that, you, that, you, 
you I would have loved to have seen you play Mame because I thought you were born to play that character. But how much I, you, I love doing Mame. How much did you relate I did to Dolly, her? You know, I did. Oh, I, I did know. Hello Dolly. How did you relate to that character Mame, though? You know. Well, I, I love her. You know, she believes that life is a banquet, and most poor sons of bitches are starving to death. <laughs> I was hoping That's her line. I was hoping you would say that. Well, and that, I and I believe life is a banquet. Yeah. So how do you feel about living uh, a living life and st- or staying in the moment? What do you think about that living life in the moment? Do you do it's that? It's the only thing you can do. It's 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 the it's the only way to live. And I do live in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think if you don't if you're not cognizant of what's going on around you, most of the time, you're missing a lot. You're going to miss a lot. If it's all about you and not about other people, you're missing a lot because there's there's so many interesting, wonderful, active people that that in my life that that bring joy and love to me. So that's it's a wonderful thing to to be aware of that. And uh, well, you know, got to. with that, uh, I'm going to say goodbye. And I'm a great fan. And thank you for the opportunity you, to Tom. get to know thank you, you my better. Love, my love to you, and thank thank you for for this uh, time with you. And uh, I'll see you. I'll see you at Feinstein's in Carmel, Indiana. Absolutely, we're going to get more butts in the seats, aren't we? Well, I hope so. Okay. In the meantime, I'll see you in April, any time between the ninth and the. For ten days in at fifty four below, you can oh, come on now in there's York. my it's reason. Fun. I've been wanting to show up there sooner than later. So, okay, you, well, you I'll can... see you down the road. My cheers to you, Tom. Thank okay. you so much. Bye, Marilyn. Bless your heart. Bye, bye. Bye, sweetheart. <laughs> Who will take center stage on the podcast next? Your seat on the aisle with Tom Alvarez awaits. Follow Tom on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And make sure to visit TomAlvarez.studio. Watch Tom every other Thursday on Lifestyle Live on Wish TV. And make sure to listen every week here on the All Indiana Podcast Network.